Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. All right. I believe we are live. I believe I have once again overcome technical difficulties. This time it was my fault. Um, actually, my computer's fault. Uh, something's going on with the sound on my computer, and I didn't even hear the intro. I think I was, you probably heard me pecking away at the keyboards trying to get something going. I couldn't hear anything. My fault, but I'm here. Commissioner T, live. You know what? Let's do the intro again. You know why? If, if, you're, if you're listening, And you already heard the intro once. I apologize. I need the intro to get me gone. It kind of just makes me feel like, you know, we are rocking and rolling. 
Um, so let's do the intro one more time and let's just start it up, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I'm, I apologize for the first few minutes, but let's restart. Here we go. But 
I, I, I just I don't understand the world we live in where it just makes sense to do things that hurt other people and that are, you know, you know, killing people and, and um, you know, stealing from people. And I, I don't understand why. Like, what is the point of that? It's not yours. If you can't afford it, I'm sorry. But why do you feel it's okay to take it? Rob banks, shoot people, you know, <clears throat> break laws, um, consistently break laws. Not the, the, you know, oops, hey, we're human. We, we screw up. But I'm talking about consistently break laws. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. And I guess I don't have to. But I am not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the game last night and the Cowboys, and it's going to be the news of the day. Um, the good news is by, by tomorrow and Monday, so by Sunday, it'll be, um, it'll be forgotten about. But today is the news that, you know, and, and it's kind of this way with the Cowboys. If they had won convincingly, then the, the hype would have been, are they back? Have they turned it around? Um, because had they won, they'd be seven and six. Um, the, 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 uh, the, uh, we have to see what the Eagles do, but they'd be a game and a half ahead of the Eagles. And, um, I, I believe if, if they had won last night and then beat the Eagles, they won the division. I believe literally, and I think it's still that, that, that way, win one game and beat the Eagles. That's, that's it. And the last game is the Redskins in Dallas. Should be a layup, but who the hell knows? Um, so they've got the Rams at home, <clears throat> Eagles in Philly. But I don't, I don't want to talk about playoffs. I, I guess I was, you know, I was thinking if the Cowboys had won, that would have been a narrative. Cowboys lost. It was ugly. Um, don't let the score fool you. It was an ugly loss. Congratulations, Dr. Train. If you, if you do tune in to listen, uh, your team beat us from pillar to post. Um, the score does not ref- reflect the dominance of the game, how the defense just was gashed, couldn't do a damn thing. And, you know, it was a mirror image of the game last week against the Bills. It was literally the same game. A mobile quarterback that the Cowboys couldn't do nothing with, couldn't tackle. Um, Cowboys went away from the run game that was very effective early on, and Dak had his troubles in the pocket. Made a couple of nice passes, but for the most part had his troubles in the pocket. And, you know, you get tired as a fan. Okay, first of all, let me address the Jason Garrett needs to be fired immediately, should have been fired. Um, I think the question is, and I think Troy Aikman said it best last night, who would you give the team to? Clearly not Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. Uh, Rod Marinelli, you know, the last time we saw him coach a team uh, was 0-16 Detroit. Uh, everyone's next head coach, Chris Bouchard, well, he's the one calling the defense. He's the, you know, co-defensive coordinator. This is just as much his defense as it is <coughs> Marinelli's. And frankly, I- I've seen this defense play better before Bouchard came to Dallas. Last year they looked pretty good, and we were happy to keep him one more year. Um, but this year they look like crap for the most part. Statistically, they might have been doing some stuff, but I, I, I can't – I mean, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, Michael Bennett, um, Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence, Byron Jones. I'm, I'm naming guys that have gone to Pro Bowls, and I'm watching missed tackles and bad angles and, and holding penalties and false start penalties. So, no, I, I, there is no one on this staff that I would say, come on in and take over this team and see if you can fire them up for the last three, four, five games. Whenever this fire Garrett hysteria started, I don't see any reason to fire Garrett. I was one that believed a lot of the blame falls on his shoulder, shoulders, and at the end of the season, at this point, he's gone. But fire him now? I, I don't. I don't see the point. So, no, we're not going to fire Garrett. And all you knee-jerk so-called fans, fire Garrett. Y'all don't think. You just react. And I get it. I'm angry, too. I'm pissed off, too. You know, I, 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 when, it was, when, when Maher missed that field goal, I sat here and I said, here we go again. I've seen this movie. I know how it's going to end. And even when Dallas made a late surge, I controlled my enthusiasm. 
I did because the defense just couldn't. I mean, when it when it got to be um, 24-14, I thought if the defense could get a stop, we might have a shot. Trubisky just came right down the field and scored. I said, okay, that's it. Because I've seen them, you know, almost come back in, you know, the Green Bay game, the Jets game. You know, I've seen them fight in the fourth quarter. It's like for some reason this team comes out in the first quarter now and plays well. Second and third quarter they go to bed, and then they wake up again in the fourth quarter with a huge deficit. It's like the middle of the game, they, they just, you know, no one's playing football. I don't get it. Um, so Garrett is not going to be fired. He's going to coach the last three games no matter what. Uh, so who's at fault here? Who's at fault? Um I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you who I truly, honestly believe it is. And while you have to hold the head coach accountable, you have to hold Jason Garrett accountable. I'm not blaming Jason Garrett. I'm watching the team, and the team is playing like shit. The team's playing like crap. I mean, players play, coaches coach. Coaches have a lot of responsibility here. But when you get on that field, that's 100% players, right? They're the ones executing or failing to execute. Holding penalties, I saw two defensive penalties, one on Michael Bennett, one on Demarcus Lawrence, two respected veterans, one making $100 million, the other one a Super Bowl champion that we just brought in, and both of them on a third down, um, what do they call it, encroachment, offside, to give Chicago, we, we, we would have been off the field and the offense would have came back on, and instead, Chicago got a first down. And on at least one of those drives, I know they scored. They might have scored on both. But I know on at least one of those drives, they went ahead and scored. That's not coaching. I'm sorry. I can't blame Garrett, Bouchard, Romanelli because DeMarcus Lawrence goes offside. He knows better. Michael Bennett, Mr. Mister, you know, let's get everybody riled up before the game. How about doing your damn job? Maybe that's why Belichick released him. Do your damn, it's third down. It's third down and five. You don't give them a first down. It's third down and nine. You don't give them a third and four. A third and nine is harder to convert than a third and four. You have the, you're on the line. You can look at the ball. When the ball is, I get it. You're trying to rush. You want to, you want to, but not under that circumstance. Do it on third and 25, where if you're offside, it's still third and 20. Your margins for errors are so small. You're not good enough to overcome your mistakes. And who is telling you this? Is anybody, now that I'll say is coaching. Is anybody saying this to you? I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any more about the damn talent on the scene. I want to hear about execution. And they're not executing. And that's their fault. You know what to do. You've been playing football since you were five years old. I know what to do when I don't play football. I kids can't do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> That's the difference. But I know what to do. I just can't do it. I physically don't have their gifts, don't have their skills, don't have their talent. Damn straight, ain't making their money. But I know what to do. I know on third and nine, don't jump offside. I know. On third and long, when the when the when you're beaten by the uh, defensive guy, don't tug on his shirt. It's third down. Now, if you truly thought it was going to be a touchdown and interference was a deliberate act to save a touchdown, as I've seen done, fine. That wasn't the case because he put his hands up in the air like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, what are you talking about? The tug on his shirt that was caught on camera because the cameras watch everything and the penalty got thrown and ultimately led to a touchdown. That was another third down play. Like this team is not doing the basics. You run Zeke. Zeke is running like a monster. And then you get away from it again. And I get it. We've been a passing team all year, but it hasn't worked in the last month. (laughs) It hasn't worked. Guess what's been working? The run. Zeke is back. Zeke looks good. I haven't seen that burst I saw the first year. But that's okay. He's still quick enough. He's still fast enough. 
so why aren't we running the ball more? Why aren't we doing like, – like we sit at home, uh, uh, these fans, and we're watching the Cowboys. It's funny right now on Get Up, they have uh, Bobby Carpenter, former Cowboy, Louis Riddick, Emmanuel Ocho, and uh, Swagoo. And three out of four are still picking the Cowboys to win the division. It just shows how little respect they have for the Eagles. If the Eagles, you know, and the good news is we're in a division where all four teams are terrible. Terrible. Um, you know, one of my one of my good friends, Gene, posts, you know, time to lose on my timeline uh, as far as the Cowboys and the Bears after the Cowboys lost, and he's a Giant fan who's lost like nine straight or something. He's a Giant fan. Like, I don't get it. I like, I'm not talking about – I'm not talking to any team because my team has lost three in a row, four out of five. Yeah, we're in first place. I'm not talking. There's nothing to talk about. My team is terrible right now, terrible. So I feel like when your team sucks, keep your mouth shut. But, you know, you get some people that don't care. Well, your team is terrible. Now, I, I have my Giants gear ready for Monday night. Eli Manning's going to come back in, and he's going to, he's gonna, you know – reignite the Giants, they're going to rally, and they're going to beat the Eagles. Now, why am I saying that? Because I'm a fan. Because even though we get hurt, even though we get upset, we still support our team. And those fans out there that don't support our, your team, because, you, you know, I can't watch one guy on Twitter, I can't watch the Cowboys anymore, it, it's too painful. Okay, don't. Don't care. Bye. Why'd you have to tweet it? We don't care. I'm going to watch this team. I have no faith in them because the team is not executing. And I'm sorry. While I agree that Garrett is culpable, while I agree that if they accomplish nothing this year, he should be fired, the longest-tenured head coach that has not gone to a Super Bowl, yeah, he's had chances. He's had teams. Enough is enough. We can go through each season and justify it, but I'm done. Nothing good happens this year. If they don't turn this around and if they don't make a deep run for me, it would be conference championship. If this team right now can get to the conference championship and be competitive, even if they lost and you go up against the Saints or whoever and you lose 31-28 or something, I say you keep Garrett. Because if he can take this team and turn it around and get them that deep, he's earned a right for another three to five years with this team. He's earned it because that means this team is still playing for him, fighting for him, and he figured something out to turn this garbage, this mess around. So if that were to happen, my opinion, conference championship game, competitive. I'm serious. You go to that and you get blown out, he's gone. Thank you for your time. Seeing this, seeing this story, yeah, no, the team didn't come to play. This team should be competitive against any team in the NFL. Any team, 49ers, Saints, don't matter. This team should be competitive, and they're not. They're not at this point. And right now, I'm looking at the players. Jack, I love you. I think you're a great leader. I think you're a very good quarterback. I think, I think you deserve to be paid. Frankly, I think you should have been paid. I think Jerry should have paid you at the beginning of the season because it would have saved us money. Because at that point, you were looking at around $30 million a year. Now, by the time he's trying to do his contract, either you either franchise him, you know, you could release him, which would be stupid. You could franchise him for one year and then figure it out. But, you know, he's going to be upwards of $40 because that's what the market's paying. I'm not saying he's worth, worth that. That's what the market's paying, 35 to $40 million. Russell Wilson's at $35 million. Okay? So you're going to be in that category. If you paid him at the beginning of the year, you get $30 million. So Dak should get paid. But, Dak, I'm tired of you, too. I'm tired of you. I believe in these guys. And, you know, these, these guys haven't lost. Okay. Then what the hell is it? Tell us something. The only conference, press conference I want to hear is after the game. I want to hear what the hell happened. I want to hear out of your mouth. You owe it to us. That's the only press conference that you owe the fans. Not the media. The fans. What happened? Help us understand. Why should we spend our money, whether it's on tickets, whether it's on gear, whether it's on tours, whether it's on NFL package, whether it's supporting any of the people that support the NFL, all of that stuff pays your goddamn salary. All of it. When the Cowboys are worth $5 billion, yeah, that's my money that's in that value. You 
refinance that stadium, that's my money. That's Jerry Jones saying, I'm going to have the um, number one marketable franchise in the world so I can spend $1.2 billion on a stadium because I'm go- he's not doing it to lose money because I'm going to make money because the fans are going to come here. We're going to have sellouts. We're going to sell sweets, food, tours, you know, special events, gear. So that's us. So we are funding the Dallas Cowboys and every other sports team in the world. So we have a right, one press conference for us. What the hell happened? And I don't want to hear, hey, you know, we, we just got to look at the film. And no, we know that. We know that. But why are you losing three out of four games? Why? Why have you lost, I'm sorry, four out of five, three in a row? Why? What is going on? If everyone in the world says it's not talent, then what is it? What's going on in that three, three and a half hour time frame that you guys can't get focused? Why do you look like the freaking three stooges out there missing tackles? What that, why can't you tackle? Somebody help me understand why Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, Michael Bennett, these guys are missing tackles. I played football. I, I did play the game. I didn't play at their level, but I played football at my level. And tackling is like it's, like, it's the first thing you learn. If you're going to play defense, the first thing they teach you is how to tackle. Because if you can't tackle, we don't need you. And I'm watching these professionals miss ta- Okay. Everyone's going to whiff every once in a while. Lamar Jackson's going to do his thing or, you know, it's going to happen. Michael Thomas or somebody's going to, you know, it's going to happen. Zeke's going to run over you. He's a bull out there. It's going to happen. It's fine. You're not going to be perfect. But when it's drive after drive, bad angles, missing tackles, Trubisky out there looking like Lamar Jackson, which Josh Allen looking like Lamar Jackson. And, and we, we can't do anything about it. I saw one play where they had Sean Lee spying and he kept him in the pocket. And guess what? If you watch that play, that's the interception he threw. He rolled out to his left and Sean Lee was right there. And Sean Lee played it perfectly. And Trubisky looked like he was thinking about running, and Sean Lee was right there. We know Sean Lee's pretty fast, and he had him. Like, I, I, I believe very strongly that Sean Lee would have made that tackle. And I think Trubisky thought so, too, because he threw the ball. And that was the interception. Watch the play. And that was the interception. Why is that an anomaly? Why is that, like, the exception and not the norm? What's going on? Why are you not executing? Like, we know, we've seen this team. This very team play on a high level this year. You see why I said those first three games mattered? Because one of those teams came and beat the Eagles last week. That was the Dolphins. These are all professional football teams. I don't want to hear they're crappy teams. It doesn't matter. No, it matters. And Dallas came and did what they should have done against these lesser teams. They went in to Dallas against a Philly team that many people picked to win the division, and they annihilated them. And they weren't missing tackles then. They played out of this mind. People say, well, Doug Peterson fired them up. Eh, whatever. Whatever. I, you know, you know I, I, I don't know that I give that a lot of credence. I, I think, you know, if, if the other coach from the other team has to give you bulletin board material to get you to want to play hard while you're playing the game, that, that shouldn't even be the case. You, you know, that's a division rival. That is your rival for the division. You should have already wanted it. So I, I don't know how much into that I'd buy. But what I will tell you is go back and watch that game. Where's that team been? I haven't seen that team since then. That's the team that has people saying this team could could make a Super Bowl run. Look at Look at what they did to Philly. And, again, I don't care what you think of Philly. I don't care. Philly sucks, so it doesn't matter. All that matters because they're an NFL team. And they're half a game out from first place. They beat the Giants. They're tied with us for first base, first base, although right now we hold the tiebreakers. So we would still be in first place. I, 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 we are frustrated. 
Cowboy Nation is frustrated. I'm not calling for Jason Garrett's head till the end of the season if nothing changes. I'm not calling for Jerry Jones to step down. Jerry Jones has done his job. Jerry Jones put together a Super Bowl-talented team. He's the general manager. People say, I don't like him doing interviews. I don't care. It's his team. I don't care. You know, the golden rule, the man with the gold rule, it's his team. It's who he is. If he wants to be on TV every day doing radio shows, doing interviews, and, and be the face of the franchise, God bless you. I don't care. What I care about is what happens on the field. And what I've seen these last three weeks has been abysmal. It's been terrible. Last night was a joke. It was a joke. Cowboys, you look like a, a, a disaster. So now the question is, what are you going to do, Dallas? You know, I was going to do a show yesterday and get all into my hype and get all into my, you know, this is it, time to turn around. I said, you know what, I'm not even going to waste my breath because Dak is right. Talk is cheap. Today I had to do a show because I had to feel better. Got a weekend coming up, you know. I don't want to carry this into my weekend. I, have, I do have a 24-hour rule. I will extend it because it's a Thursday game. So I'll give myself, um, you know, a little more time to deal with this loss. But something's got to give. Something's got to change. Something, I, I don't know. Does Michael Irvin need to go down there and talk to these guys? Like, I, I mean, you know, Michael Irvin was on a team that was, you know, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, one in 15. He turned it around. You know, I, I, I think I heard something like, oh, they're showing the Olawale play where he was in the back backfield running a wheel route, and he didn't even look. He didn't even look. What was the point? You're a receiver. You're running, and you don't even look for the ball? Like, he, if he had turned around and caught that ball, he might have scored. Or at least would have got a first down. Didn't even look. Didn't even look. And then we tried the field goal and missed the field goal. And now they're showing the Cordell Patterson play where we had him dead to right, and he just runs through us like Earl Campbell. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I just I don't get it. Yeah, they're showing the highlights right now. Trubisky just running through us. I don't get it. Somebody, something has to happen to make this team understand that it is underperforming. If the team hadn't shown me this year what it was capable of, I'd say, well, this is what we have. When Romo was out a few years ago and we had all those injuries, Dez was out, Romo, and we finished 4-12, I didn't say anything. That's what you expect. You know, we were going through quarterbacks left and right. We had uh, – I can't even remember the quarterbacks that we brought in, but we brought in quite a few quarterbacks to try to fill. I think I think uh, Hasselbeck came in – not Hasselbeck. Um, the guy that used to play for the uh, Patriots when uh, uh, Brady went down. Oh, my God, what's his name? Anyway, he came in, you know, we had a few quarterbacks come in, and you know, and, uh, nothing. But the team stunk. We've had rosters, you know, when Campbell was the coach, the team wasn't very good because we were still paying because salary cap came in, and we were still paying for players that weren't on the roster, so we didn't have money to go out and get good players. So we're like, you know, five and ten. Okay. Well, we don't have, you know, look at, look at who's playing. Look, look at who our quarterback is, Drew Henson. Chad Hutchinson, Quincy Carter. We took baseball players and made them quarterbacks. Okay, I got it. Chan Gailey, I got it. But that's not the case now. We have talent. We have, not only do we have talent, we have shown that this team can play well. This team can execute. And they're not doing it. What needs to happen? What is going to happen that's going to wake these guys up. I think someone, I was about to say this, made a good point. Um, I don't remember who it was. Um, it might have been Joe Thomas on NFL Network. It might have been Steve Smith. I, I don't know. But the only thing I can think of is the team is just pressing. They're listening. They're getting all of the pressure. You know, Dak says that nothing outside the locker room matters. I, I beg to differ. I think that all of the pressure – is, you know, they say pressure makes diamonds, but also bust pipes. So right now, diamonds aren't being made. Pipes are being busted. And I think this team has to take maybe this extra long break, like a bi-week level break, will give them a chance. I don't, and, and please don't do an all-team meeting. I don't, I don't think you need that. I think everyone needs to look at themselves 
and say, what do I need to do to be better? Am I pushing too hard? Am I trying too hard? Am I trying to win a Super Bowl every play? Because if you just take it one play at a time and do what you're paid to do, then maybe we can start to see some consistency. To me, that's the only thing I have left is you're pressing too hard, you're listening to all the banter, and it's getting to you. So you can listen to the banter, but don't let it, you know, don't let it, uh, don't let it affect you. You know, I tell my girlfriend this all the time. You know, she gets out of work, she calls me, she's venting about things, her job. I'm like, hey, you're, you're out of work now, though. Deal with that when you go back to work tomorrow. Don't even, you know, mere bag of shells. No big deal. It's, it's, you know, we're at dinner. Hey, we're at dinner now. Now she's getting better. You know, throw her under the bus. She's getting better. But, you know, there's a time to worry about when, when you guys get on that field, that should be your sanctuary. That should be the place where you're most comfortable. All that noise, as I know all of you refer to it out there as noise, doesn't matter. Now it's time to execute one play at a time as a team. And let's see what happens against the Rams. Am I disgusted? Absolutely. Have I given up? I'm almost there, but not just yet. The reason is because, fortunately or unfortunately, we still have a great chance to make the playoffs. And then, you know what? Records don't matter at that point. It doesn't matter, as The Rock would say, right? It doesn't matter. At that point, if you make it to the tournament, the record is just a seeding. And guess what? You'll have the worst record of any team in the NFC and have a home playoff game to start the playoffs with. Imagine that. You could very well end up 8-8 eight and eight at this point. Win the division at 8-8, eight and eight, which is sad. And I agree. I, I, I will honestly say, even though it benefits my team, I will honestly say I absolutely agree that any team, like the fact that there'll be teams with winning records that won't get in because Dallas, won the division at 8-8, eight and eight. I don't agree with it all. Even though it benefits my team, I think it's sickening. And, and you know, maybe they, maybe they should do like basketball and the seeding should be conference-based, you know. And maybe that's what the NFL should look at at some point. But right now it's, they're saying you win your division, you're in a playoff. Matter of fact, you know, the, the, the first four teams will get to host their first playoff game because you won your division. That's your reward for winning your division. So the first two teams – uh, get a bye the first week. First team sits home all, all playoffs. Second team, um, you know, at least the first game is home. Second game, well, second game would be the conference championship. So depending on whether, you know, the number one seed won or not would decide whether you went there or whether you stayed home to host another team. But you get a bye. So the first four teams, the division winners, the way it's set up, which is, you know, it's kind of cool. But now when you're looking at teams, you know, nine and seven, eight and eight getting in and teams that are 10 and six, 11 and five might miss the playoffs. You know, the Patriots that year that Brady went out and uh, God, I can't remember his name took over and they went 11 and five. They didn't make the playoffs at 11 and five. It's disgusting because of the the way the system is. But since that's the system, hey, we'll, we'll take it. We can go in at eight and eight, win the division and, and host the playoff game. Now, you know, who will we be playing? Well, that's another discussion. But at that point, who cares? Like, at that point, you're home and you have a puncher. Look at last year. Beat Seattle at home. Now, we had, you know, went in at 10-6. and six, It was a little bit better. But it doesn't matter what your record is. Now it's like, okay, it's time to play some football. You played 17 weeks, 16 games to get here. So, the the the, the – Ironic part of all of this is everything that any team would want is still available to the Cowboys after 13 games being below 500, and you still have a chance to accomplish everything you would want. You're not going to get the number one seed. You're not going to get the number two seed. Not going to happen. But you could actually go in and host a playoff game and and as the Giants have proven back in 2011, you can be a six. Well, you, you wouldn't be a six seed. You'd be a four seed. But the Giants were a six seed, win, won a Super Bowl. So you you actually, you know, it, it's there. You just got to compete and win. But Jerry was right. 
Jerry was right. Um, I'm, 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 oh, I need to talk about that. Let me get to that in a second. Jerry was right. We need to win a game. At this point, just get a win on there. Just remember, remember how it feels to win. It needs to happen. Uh, Patriots just waived their kicker. Fourth one of the year. They currently have no kicker on their roster. I respect that. I, I absolutely respect that because Bill Belichick is saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not they're going to get a kicker. He'll find somebody. It's, it's Friday. They play Sunday. There'll be a kicker. He'll find somebody. Or maybe the punter will do it. I don't know. But, or maybe they'll just be like, you know what, guys? We're not kicking extra points. The punter will kick off. We're, not, we're going for two. This is what we're doing. Let's get ready. I don't know. And at this point, frankly, I'd go for that if I was Dallas. No field goals. We're going for touchdowns and two-point conversions. Because, and I, I can't believe, I'm, I'm, I was just about to wrap up the show, and I can't believe I didn't talk about maybe Maher. This guy is terrible and needs to go. We let Dan Bailey go for less. We let Janikowski when we had – not Janikowski, um, the guy that was uh, uh, Vanderjack go for less. Dan, Dan Bailey go for less. Did I say Dan Bailey? Nick Falk go for less. We've let kickers in the past go for less than what we've seen this guy do. Why is he still on the roster? I would be perfectly fine with, an, with the plan of no field goals. No field goals. We're going for touchdowns and two-point conversions. I mean – What's the point when a guy misses half his field goal? I, I, you know, go in there with that aggressive mentality. Maybe that's what this team needs. You know, you're playing for three points, and, and I'm sorry. There's guys out there that are saying, well, it wouldn't have mattered. You don't know that. Momentum, you, you know, you get a reward for a nice drive. You know, we, we got it to 10 a couple of times, and if, it had been, if the field goal had been made, now it's a one-possession game. Like, that changes your mentality. When you say, okay, I'm playing for one possession versus two. So we, we don't know. But what we do know is this guy has missed 10 kicks this year. And every time he goes up there to kick, I'm holding my breath. Extra points included. Holding my breath. Well, if all he can do is kick extra points and 60-plus yarders, I don't need him. I need the guy that's going to kick the 45-yarder routinely. And I remember when Dan Bailey, was in his prime, and at the point he had had, he had met the threshold for minimum number of games or minimum number of, you know, there was a threshold to be ranked in all time. He was the most accurate kiss kicker at one point in the history of the NFL, Dan Bailey. And I remember um, listening to uh, Dallas Cowboy programming and him saying, man, we're spoiled. And literally, when Dan Bailey would kick anything under 50, actually anything under 55, I literally would get up and go to the kitchen and take that extra minute or two to get whatever I needed because I knew it was going in. And it went in every time, every time. And there was the rare miss, and I didn't even flinch because he'll make it up. Like, I miss those days. Now, I, every, I hold my breath when a guy kicks the extra point. He kicks the ball out of bounds. Really? He's supposed to have a strong leg. That's supposed to be one of the benefits of having you on a roster is we know you can make it from 65. You, you give us range that is rare in this game. So we're going to let you work on your lower accuracy, which has not worked. And we're going to enjoy the fact that you've got a 65 yard leg. First time in NFL history that a kicker has kicked three 60 plus yarders. And what good is it doing us? We're six and seven. The guy's missed 10 field goals. That's 30 points he's left out there. 30. Like, I can't live with that. Now, you want to talk about something that could, should be done immediately? Release them. Let New England have them. Good luck. And go out there and get a kicker. I'll pick anyone. I mean, at this point, Vinatieri is not sure if he's going to finish. I think he's done. But I feel like you want to finish the season in Dallas? <laughs> Can we get him in Indianapolis? I think he's 46 years old. Guy's a warrior. God bless you. Best kicker ever. You know, um, sorry, Justin Tucker, but Vinatieri's done it way longer than you. Um, and to do it in your mid-40s like this, God bless you. Um, and if he can't kick anymore, you know, wish you the best. Um, the guy should have been in, uh, you know, he, he did enough for New England to go into the Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. Now he's the first ballot Hall of Famer as a kicker. Go figure. Um, T.O., it took, what, three ballots for T.O. to get in? Or two, three, I don't remember. Anyway, I digress. My herd has got to go. I know there were people um, posting 
personal thoughts about him on Twitter, I don't approve of that. I'm, I'm keeping it on the field. He's terrible on the field, and he needs to go. You want to do something to show that you're trying to be better? Release him immediately. You should be back in Dallas by now. Generally, the plane leaves. You know, you, you, you go back, you shower, you, you change. Um, you know, you, you get on the bus, takes you to your charter flight, um, and, and you fly back. They should be home now. They should be home. Um, probably by now they're, they're, you know, at the star getting treatment or whatever, um, you know, maybe checking out some film. Um, I, don't, I don't think they practice again until Monday. I think they're going to have the weekend to rest, be with their families. You know, but these guys, they're committed. They're going to go watch some film. They're going to go get treatment. <clears throat> you know, they're not going to stay home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're, they're, they're going to be up. But what, one thing I would do is this guy would be gone. Unpersonal. Can't, can't, can't live with this. I mean, and all you got to do is look at New England. Look at Belichick. He's like, I can't live with missed kicks. I don't know what we're going to do, but this guy's gone. We'll figure it out. And they'll have a kicker by Sunday. Or, like I said, or they won't. Or maybe they'll just say, you know what, here's going to be – I mean, you're going against Kansas City, you know, England. They're going to score points. you got to score points. So maybe that's going to be your plan. Or whatever it is, they'll figure it out. Dallas, you need to figure it out. Frankly, the more I think about it, I like that idea. I really do. Maybe it puts a letter, a level of aggressiveness into this team that – I'm just showing uh, – Dak could not run Khalil Mack. That's a shame. Anyway, um, maybe that'll put a level of aggressiveness into this team that's been missing. This is our plan. We're not kicking. You know, uh, uh, Chris Jones will kick off, and he'll kick it through the end zone every time. He does. He's got a good leg. Or maybe Chris Jones can do extra points and. Now, now here we go. The idiot Stephen A. Smith with his cowboy hat and his cigar. I'm sorry, it's just stupid. This whole shtick he does is just stupid. It really is. They're paying him eight million dollars a year to mock Jerry Jones and Cowboy fans. That's in essence what he's doing. Is getting paid eight million dollars a year. It's just stupid, you know. And yeah, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I think it's stupid because you know you you actually picked them to win last night. You do know that, right? So anyway. Either or another. All right, listen, I've been long enough. I don't know who, if I'll be back over the week. You know, if something newsworthy happens over the weekend, I'll be back. Um, I find it unlikely that anything newsworthy will happen. Um, the only thing the only thing I suspect happening is is uh, Maher getting released. Other than that, we know Garrett's not going anywhere. Um, but I, I will be following this closely, as I'm sure all of you that are listening will. Um, you know, we're all disgusted. We're, we're all saddened. We know this team is better. We're waiting. Um, every game goes by, and it's just feeling like this season is not going to end anywhere positive. I mean, it literally feel like, you know, we could lose um, against the Rams. We could lose against the Eagles, maybe beat the Redskins, you know, finish 7-9 and nine and go home. That's, that's how it's feeling right now, is that we could lose the next two, maybe beat the Redskins in the last game for, for some a semblance of pride finished seven and nine and a season that started out three and all, you know, and, and that would be fitting. That would be more fitting than actually eight and eight or nine and seven winning the division and going to the playoffs. That ending doesn't match what we felt the bulk of this season. It doesn't, no matter how the playoffs turn out, it doesn't. What would match it is losing against the Rams playing like we played these last two games, going in and doing the same thing against a Rams team. That's kind of struggling too. Going to Philly and losing a Philly team that's struggling too. Having that last meaningless game, because at that point you lost the division, that last meaningless game against the Redskins and then winning, you know, like that meant anything because it won't. And then going off and, you know, and, and then as, as happens, you know, football is the longest offseason in the world. The only good thing about football when it ends is you're in the February the next month is spring, and the next month it actually starts to get warm again. So, you know, that's the only good news. But that would be the fitting ending. It's not what I want. What I want, what I hope for. I have right now zero faith that I'm going to get it. But what I want is for this team to take a look at themselves. No team meetings, no yay rah rah speeches. None. I want this team, you know, is look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you doing everything you can 
to play competitive football and to give this team the best chance it has to win? Or are you pressing? Or are you missing, you know, your assignments? Fix yourself. That would be something that I would put on a shirt, pass out. Fix yourself. If everybody looked at themselves and, and said, what can I do better? You know, I don't need to jump off sides. I don't need unnecessary interference calls. I don't need brain farts. You know, Olawali, Olawali, who remember last year uh, dropped a surefire touchdown in a, in a game. I don't remember what game it was. And I'm like, and then, but they love him so much, they brought him back. So now we have another mistake where you're running a, a, real, a wheel route and you don't look at your quarterback. You don't look at your quarterback. Like, if you're running a route, you're an option. How you not look at your quarterback is beyond me. Like, you know, what can we do to eliminate those mistakes, those penalties? Tackle better, you know, hit our gaps, hit someone and wrap and make sure when you hit them, they're going down. Each individual player on defense, each individual player on offense, we know we can play better. The question is, will we? We got a long break now. It's Friday the 6th. We don't play until the 15th against the Rams at home. It'll be a long nine days for us Cowboy fans. We're going to listen to Skip Bayless tell us that this team is terrible. I'm done. We're going to listen to uh, Stephen A. Smith mock the Cowboys, and I hate the fans, and, you know, this team is underachieving, and Jason Garrett should be fired immediately. We're going to listen to Shannon Sharp talk about his restaurant serving them ales. And Dak keeps lining up to get them L's. We're gonna hear. We're gonna hear it all. We're gonna get roasted for the next week and a half, guys. Just get ready, thicken up your skin, and deal with it. You know why? Because we deserve it. We're supporting a team that absolutely positively sucks. So you know what? Bring it. Because in the event that maybe something happens positive, maybe we can have the last laugh. Because he who laughs, who laughs, laughs, laughs. It is not impossible. It does seem highly unlikely, but it is not impossible that with this extended break that this team doesn't have an epiphany, doesn't wake up, doesn't snap into place and and say, I know what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. Yes, I've been pressing too hard. Yes, I didn't understand the game plan, Olawalu, whatever your name is, like I should have. Whatever the case may be, whatever's missing, maybe this team can figure it out. Did you get the sense that the Bears were a better team? I didn't. I get the sense that the Bears played better, and they did. I haven't seen a better team on the field all year. Sorry. Call me a homer. I can accept that. I've seen teams that actually play better. The Bears whooped us. 31-24, forget that. Doesn't mean anything. They beat us, and they beat us good. Congratulations, and I will tell Train that Tuesday night. I will say congratulations. Your team was the better team that night, and they were the better team. But do I think they're a better team overall? No. Do I think that that if this team played to the level that it's capable of, that they shouldn't have won last night? Absolutely. You had a chance. You had them down 7 up, and you had a turnover, and you were um, third and four from your six-yard line or seven-yard line, and you didn't convert. You had a chance to execute a nice long drive, take a lot of time off the clock, and get either three, heaven forbid, or another seven. Game Now we have an entirely different game. That's what happened in Philly. The Cowboys jumped up. And that's what we mean when we say fast starts. We don't mean just your first score. We mean your first two, three possessions. You get up 7 nothing, 14 nothing, 10 nothing, 17 nothing. Now make the other team have to scramble. That's not what's happening. What's happening is the other team is responding to our score, and then they keep scoring, and now we've got to scramble to respond, and we're just not good enough right now. But is it possible that the Cowboys can wake up? Yes, it is. Is it likely? No, it's not. Is it possible? And as a fan, that's what we have to hold on to, the possibilities. It's all about the possibilities. You're out there, you're single, you see that guy you like, that girl you like. You don't know whether they're going to go out with you or not. You approach them off of the possibilities. 
You apply for that job that you want. You don't know if you're going to get that job. You apply for that job off of the possibilities. You want to buy that big, beautiful house that costs you a million dollars? You got a hundred grand in the bank. You need a $900,000 loan. You don't know if you're going to get that loan or not. You apply because of your possibilities. It's all about the possibilities. Life is all about expectations and what's coming next. We live for what's coming next. We plan vacations. We plan night out. We plan dinners. We plan, we plan to sit home and do nothing. How many times have you said, I can't wait till this weekend, and you know what I'm going to do all weekend? Nothing. How many times have you said, I'm taking a week off, and I'm going to have a staycation. I'm doing nothing. Or you're going to Jamaica or the Bahamas. I can't wait to eat that steak. I'm going to go to the store, season up that steak, and, and cook it. Expectations, the possibilities. That's what we live for. We don't live for just, uh, let's just see what happens. Yeah, let's just see what happens. No, we live for the possibilities. And is it possible that the Dallas Cowboys can turn it around? Yes. Is it likely? No. It's likely is they are who we thought they were. It's likely this is the team. This is it. That I am in a nightmare. I woke up, and guess what? The nightmare was reality. This is as good as it gets. We may sleep, slip into the playoffs. We may be good enough to, you know, beat the Eagles in Philly. We actually play them pretty good at home, and they're not playing very well themselves. Beat Washington uh, in Dallas. Um, that's the only two wins we need. The Rams, believe it or not, we don't need to beat the Rams. We can actually go to 6-8 and eight <laughs> and then finish off at 8-8 eight and, eight and and because they're at uh, seven losses right now, I believe. What are they at? No, they're yeah, they're at seven losses. We're at six and seven. They're at five and seven, right? So at five and seven, if they won out but lost against us, they would be eight and eight. We would be eight and eight. We would have swept them and been undefeated in the division, but the sweep is enough. We win the division. So really, we 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 well actually yeah, we we, don't, we need we need a win and to beat them. So we could beat the Rams, beat them, and then the the Redskins game doesn't even matter. We could sit people and get them rested, and it doesn't matter. I'm against that because I think you need rhythm and flow, but we'll worry about that. But the possibility exists that we could go into the playoffs. Is it likely? Actually, it is kind of likely. Will we do anything in the playoffs? No, that's where might as well. I I don't see it. Now, we've got a team with some playoff experience. Two out of three years they've gone to the playoffs. You know, maybe Michael Bennett, that no Super Bowl. Cam Fleming, that no Super Super Bowl. Could something click when they get into the tournament, knowing that it's one and done? This is it. There is no tomorrow, as Carl Weathers told Rocky in Rocky Three. There is no tomorrow. I don't know. I know right now, each player on that team's got to look at themselves and say, I am not ever going to get comfortable with losing. I play video games, and I hate to lose. I play video games. I hate losing. I'm very competitive. I can't even imagine being an all-world athlete, one of 1,600 people to play this game and to be losing and how I would be feeling right now. I can't even imagine. I hate losing. You know, it's not just for the superstars to hate something. I hate it too. And I'm just an average guy. I hate losing. Like I said, I play video games and I just, I want to win. I want to win. I want to lose. So I hope these guys aren't getting complicit and complacent and just comfortable with losing. Look at yourself. And ask yourself, how can I be better? How can I take it up one more notch? What can I do? And I can tell you the answer is just do your job. I don't have any faith. I can't be very positive. But I can hope and live for the possibilities. That's all I got.
I'll be back at some point. It's not over the weekend. We'll see you Tuesday night. Thanks for tuning in, allowing me to vent. And if you were listening and it helped you out, great. If it made you feel worse, I apologize. But we still love our Cowboys. We're just not in a good place right now. But let's see what happens. Chin up, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Last night's feud was settled on the field. See what the future brings. Good night. Thank you.